Hello, my fellow music lovers. I'm Allison Hagendorf, and welcome to the show. This is where we celebrate the universal love of music and the rock and roll spirit that lives in each of us. I hope you have been enjoying our celebration of Women's History Month and were able to join my conversations with Joan Jett and Sheryl Crow. They were pretty inspiring. We continue the celebration of strong women with today's guest, Willow. She is one of the brightest young stars who is truly an old soul. She is not only a Gen Z icon, but she is one of my favorite new alternative rock stars. We talk all about her new album, Coping Mechanism, what it was like to play guitar with the Smashing Pumpkins, how she found her voice, how her parents both helped and didn't help her career, and what she learned from and taught her dad. It all starts now. Five thousand dollars. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. so glad that you are here today because I'm always saying this to everyone else and now I'm saying it to you, but I think that the music, the message, the work that you're doing is so important. Thank you. Thank and you so much. And the moment I heard Transparent Soul wow. was when it all started for me. Wow. And that's when I had to like lean in and learn more because I was like, what's happening totally, here? Totally. You know, I was, totally. um, at the time I was the head of Rocket Spotify and I had my show there, and I literally put that song anywhere it could be placed because yeah. I just wanted to celebrate it and Thank get you. it in front of as many people as possible. So that was a pivotal song for you. What was that time like for you? Wow. And how did that change things? I mean, while I while I was recording that song, I I actually recorded that song, the demo, in a, in a closet in my house. Oh, my God. Um, I love that. We were locked down, quarantined. And um, we were just we were just vibing super, super hard. And I don't know, I feel like I just had so many emotions that I that needed to be expressed. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of just playing around like I didn't really think I didn't really think it was going to be as big as it became. Right. Um, And I honestly feel like most of the time that's where the magic comes from. Yes. When you're not expecting something and you're not putting that expectation on it. 
Um, but I was just I was just basically talking about I see through the BS. Yes. And and you're a transparent soul. I'm a transparent soul. So on this higher level, all this BS that I'm talking about doesn't really exist. But I see you. I see through that. Um, and yeah, it was just a really beautiful experience doing that song. I'm glad that it resonated with uh. you. It just was like, so it was the lead single off of your fourth album to think that was your already your fourth album. But it was so interesting because you had collaborations with Travis Barker, with Avril Lavigne. And this was almost like the beginning of a new era for yeah. you. Were you, was there any part of you that was almost nervous that people might perceive this evolution? Because it really was an evolution. It really was. Um, I mean, yeah, I, there was a part of me that was like, okay, this is very new. This is very different for me. Um, but there was also a part of me that knew if I'm really bringing myself to it, if I'm really bringing my heart to it, if I'm really bringing the truth to it, mm -hmm. my truth to it, the people who are meant to love it are going to love it. Yes. And um, I feel like with any genre, it's all about bringing yourself yes. fully. And I feel like a lot of the time as artists, we're so concerned with how other people are going to perceive us. We're so concerned. Are they going to like it? Which is a part of our service. You right. know, we should be, you know, looking to the people who love us and that we love and be like, like, how can I do the best for you guys? How can I do the best for me in the process? But sometimes we overdo that and yes. kind of lose lose what people really love about us in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that if I listened to myself that it wouldn't it wouldn't be as big of an issue as maybe I was making it in my mind. Right. Yeah. Well, that goes back to authenticity, which I feel like is such an important recurring theme for you. You've spoken about it and you can feel and hear it yeah. in your music. Thank you. So thank you, actually, for making sure that's a priority. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, with music in general, like when you really bring the love to it, like you bring the love, you bring the gratitude to even be doing it. You know what I mean? Like there are so yeah. many moments where I'm like, wow, like it's such a privilege and I'm so grateful to be able to make music and that people even care mm -hmm. about what I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the deepest gift. Ugh. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with all of this. <laughs> um, that album was pivotal, but I almost feel like it was a musical catalyst to bring you to coping mechanism, which I need to give you a round of applause because <sighs> this body of work, this album is important. Thank you. It's important. I think that this, it's an instant classic. Thank you. And I think for a lot of young people in general, this is going to become like um, the deserted island favorite that they're going to yeah. name years from now. Um, what does that mean for you to know that you really are a, a Gen Z poster child, but also beyond that, because obviously I'm not Gen Z and I love this album, yeah. you know, inside and out. What does this album mean to you and the fact that it's finally out? Wow. It means a lot of different things to me. Um, I loved what you said before that lately I feel everything was like a catalyst mm -hmm. to coping mechanism because – I had to learn a lot of things emotionally, but also vocally. Mm, like right. how how I was singing on Lately I Feel Everything, it's nowhere near as like the dexterity that I'm using on coping mechanism is like, they're so different. Yeah. And that's because I was working so hard on my voice at the time to really stretch it and give it that level of like where my head was at was not where my voice was at at the time. You know what I yes. mean? And even though lately I feel everything, I was in slightly a better e emotional state. Yeah. <laughs> um, doing coping mechanism, 
in both ways, physically and emotionally, was a stretch. And I feel like for me as an artist, that stretch, I live for that stretch. Yes. And um, that because that's what makes you a better artist. That's what makes you a better person. That That's what makes you reach for that new and better version of yourself. I love that your vocal prowess on this album is next level. And I, I want to commend you because I know that being an artist is one part, but being a musician, you have worked so hard vocally and as well as as playing guitar. Yes. Like you are a really good guitar player and you have Thank to work you. on that. Thank and you so much. That's that important. means a lot coming from you. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I pay attention. I see you. <laughs> Please, I pay attention. Yes. I see you. And for me, it was almost full circle when recently at the Hollywood Bowl at the Smashing Pumpkins <sighs> show during Cherub Rock, you walk out. And I was I was watching the whole thing. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, she's coming up the guitar. There was no vocal mic. There set was up. no vocal mic. And I was like, okay, she's coming out as a guitarist to be the fourth guitarist. It was Billy yeah. Corgan, James Ehan, Jeff yeah. Schroeder, and Willow. Yeah. And I, for me, I was like, wow. Tell me what that <sighs> meant for you because it, it really spoke volumes about how you were perceived as as a musician. I'm like. Tears are like because I'm it's yeah. the excitement and the and the happiness and the gratitude that that Billy saw me in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was terrified. I'm sure that's that's like a- I was terrified. I had done a video on Instagram playing Chair Brock, and they had reposted it on their Instagram, and that in itself was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> my whole life is made. But then we did we did a podcast together. We did Billy's podcast together. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking and, and we really just like based down on some real truth just about life and music. And then he DM'd me and was like, hey, like we're going to be playing L.A. Um, on our tour and we would love for you to come out. And I thought I didn't think it was going to be the Hollywood Bowl. Like I thought I was like, oh, they're playing L.A. Like, cool. Like, cool. I don't know where they're going to be playing. And then he was like the Hollywood Bowl. And I'm the kind of person that has a lot of anxiety. And I just want to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Like in these situations, I'm like, that's why that's why I work so hard on my musicianship. That's why I yeah. work so hard on my voice because like in a weird way, it's almost like I'm like, I need to be, I need to be worthy of uh. this, of this. Like I need mm. to be worthy of this privilege. I need to be worthy of him looking at me and being like, come to the Hollywood Bowl. So all of my my mind was going through some crazy, crazy things. But once I got there. It's so special. Like I looked across the stage at him, and we had our little moment on yeah. stage, and I was like, Ugh. "This is this is what it is. This is that real, real." And when you work hard, and when you really put your all into it, sometimes you can have these amazing moments. <laughs> you made that moment happen. You really did. Before we talk, there's so much more I want to talk about, but I yes. want to go back to the album for a second because it is so good. Thank you. Um, I love that you and Chris Grayotti collaborated, and it's important to note that not only did you write the music, but you co-produced the yeah. album. That's a really big deal. Um, tell me about the chemistry between you and Chris, and even just how the songwriting process mm. went. Um, me and Chris were fast friends instantly. We did we did a song with Young Blood Memories, yes, and that was the first time I met him. And all three of us just clicked like crazy. And then afterwards. Uh, Chris was like, hey, like, we're going to be, I would love to get in the studio with you again. We we exchanged numbers. We, you know, we texted a little bit. And the first time we got in the studio, I was like, oh, I'm not making an album. Like, I just got finished making Lately I Feel Everything. And I just want to take some time. I just want to, I just want to vibe it out. And he's like, okay, 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 okay. We make this song. And I look at him at the end of the session and I'm like, I think we're making an album. The first song, the <laughs> first song that. we made together, I'm pretty sure was Why. Wow. And... 
at the end of it, I was just like, there's no way we're not making an album. Like, I was so, I was so dead set on like, I'm not doing this. But this is the thing about Chris that's really amazing is like, I can express to him a feeling I can express to him because I'm not very like, I know basic chords, but I'm not like a sus ad nine, like right, right. flat 11. Like I don't, I don't talk like that most of the time. Um, it's really just off of vibe and off of like, so I'll play a note or I'll sing a note and he'll be like, okay, like let's put it, let's put it in here like this. And it's a very back and forth. Like we're always trying to push our own expectation of what the song can be. Yes. And because Chris is an artist in his own right, I feel like that makes it so much easier because he already, like, he sees my world in, in like, an artist would. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? But he has the technicality um, to sort of execute. 100%. Yeah. And so I feel like that's why we worked really well together. Um, You're a Stranger was one of the my songs. My favorite song, by the Really? Way. My favorite song. That makes me feel so good because I actually brought the riff to Chris. You're kidding me. I wrote that riff. That riff is you? Yes. I can't. I wrote that riff and I was like, yo, like, I really think we could make this. I really think we could make this. And I had the chorus written and I was like, and he was like, and he just took it and ran with it. And I was just like, bro, like, that makes me so happy. Oh my God. Okay. You're a stranger. And Brian out there will vouch for me. I've played it like 12 times just on my way here. I love that song. And I also love the video for that song. Thank you. And Paris Jackson, who is an upcoming guest on the show. Oh, my goodness. The two of you, I love your relationship. Yes. Just, and I love the music that Paris is doing. She's so oh. – I love Paris. We've known each other for a really, really long time. And I'm so proud of her. And I'm so – blown away just how much she's grown as yes. an artist and a musician and how she's just doing her thing like that makes me so happy and that's why I was like yo like let's be in this let's be in this video together let's freaking show the world how we're just on this and we're <laughs> vibing so hard and you know rock and roll lives bro rock and so roll lives it, it really does <laughs> there is a total resurgence and it's so fresh and so exciting yeah. and inspiring do you have a favorite song or moment on the album it's like an impossible question but i i i mean just because i i'm really really proud of the you're a stranger riff and just the whole song in general i will have I can't to say believe that you did that it's yeah, my favorite song bro that makes me so happy that makes me so happy because like i literally have it in my notes you're a stranger i just wanted to talk about yes, that song because i love it because so obviously much, yeah. chris is so talented and he he's just an encyclopedia of guitar he's and so music talented. knowledge and so i was kind of like a little bit not afraid, but a little bit like, oh, I hope like this goes over well in the well, studio. It could be intimidating. I was super could, intimidated because yeah. I was like, yo, he's like an encyclopedic yeah, musician. And I was like, oh, how do, what do you think about this? And he was like, yeah. And then, yo, not me trying to air guitar it out, but... Yeah, I appreciate that. It worked. It worked out really, really well. Um, Why is also one of my favorite songs because that was the first one we did, and um, <sighs> coping mechanism also is one of my favorite songs because that insane shredding at the end that he does, mm -hmm. um, that guitar solo is just insane, and the drums do this crazy syncopated syncopated beat going back going out of the chorus yes um which is so so insane i thought that was i thought that was so epic when when we did that there's so many sonic moments that i'm like what yeah. yes yeah it's very it was giving it's giving different and it's giving it's giving prog which i really yes. really like like on that like prog metal feel yeah. um 
because I wouldn't necessarily categorize, even lately I feel everything as a pop punk album, even though there were pop punk songs on the album. Coping Mechanism is like a prog metal. Yes, it is. Like Odyssey. <laughs> it is. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. I feel like it's a love letter to a lot of metal and prog yes. and rock and classic rock. Just the full spectrum, but it's a whole new fresh even sound. Even the harmonies, even the harmonies, like, given a little bit of Queen. Queen, given, given totally. A, given a little bit of that Radiohead moody mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Yes. Honestly, every time I listen back, I'm just so proud. It's and I'm, so great. I'm, I'm taken aback, honestly. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's so cool because your influences, and I I know you have such a wide range of influences, but I can kind of, I can hear a little bit of like Radiohead, and I know you love even like harder stuff, like you love like Lamb of God and (sighs) Crowbar. Yeah, I love, but I love like even Crowbar, like that's such an obscure, like I love that you know Crowbar. I have to give, it's, I have to give my mom the shout out because she she really um, gave me a metal education um, so important. Yeah, she really gave me a metal education. And, like, I wouldn't know these obscure bands if it wasn't for her being like, hey. I love that. Listen, she, that's good parenting listen, right there. Listen to that. That's how good this, parenting. How about, how about listen to that? I'm like, mom, this is hard. Even Mastodon. See, I love that. Yo, yeah. yeah. So I'm giving mom props for the for the influence. Of course, her own band, Wicked Wisdom, who 100%. I was a huge fan of. And the fact that you were like on tour with the band at age three. <sighs> so you really got a full on. It was it was intense. It was really, really intense. Um, I mean, seeing her living it up on those stages every night and living her dream and, and screaming and growling like, it's it's such a powerful thing to see her do yes. that, and then also on the flip side, people you know not accepting her because she's a black woman in this space. Um, that was that was difficult. That was difficult to see, but I always looked to her to to let me know or to see how she was reacting to it. It's almost like when you're on a plane and if the flight attendants are are scared, (laughs) then you're really scared. But she was always so calm and collected and always so graceful and poised in the face of that racism and sexism. And so I looked at her and I was like, oh, like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we're, I guess we're good. Like, okay. Like I'm looking at her like a flight attendant. Are we going down or are we, you know what I mean? Like, what's the vibe? And she was like, nah, like we're, we're, we're sticking, we're sticking strong over here. And She's like, was, this is why we have to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And and it was it was very very beautiful, beautiful to watch. And and um, even now, you know, I don't feel like I get as violent of mm-hmm. <laughs> of pushback as she did back right. in the day. But um, I don't know. I don't know if I told this story before, but I I had posted a riff that I did a uh, system of a down riff. And the bassist reposted it 
And I was like almost in tears crying. Like, oh my gosh, wow. this is so cool. Like, I can't believe it. And what you should never do is look at the comments. Oh, <laughs> and then yeah. I looked at the comments and there was just so many white dudes in the comments, mostly old white dudes being like, oh, she can't even hold her instrument. She, so, 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 why oh would you, why would you God. repost this? Why would you so and so and so and so and so? And oh, he man. was in the comments like, oh, well, unfollow me then. Like, if you don't, if you don't like this, unfollow me then. And I was like. He's really like going, like talking to these random people. Like I didn't, I didn't expect him to do that, mm-hmm. but it was, it made me feel a deep sense of gratitude. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, he didn't have to do that, but he did. It's important to do that though. And I'm so glad that he did that. Yeah. We have to support each other and celebrate each other and the spirit of it all. Yeah. You know, it's important. And it's yeah. also important to know the history, you know, Sister Rosetta Thorpe. The the godmother of rock and roll, Bro. you know. I mean, in the forties, like. I mean, she. I was like, I was watching I was watching the Runaways movie yes. <laughs> not too long ago, and even like there's a scene in there where she's playing the electric guitar, and he's like, "Well, girls don't play electric guitar," right? And I'm like, a black woman in the forties, way before this this era even takes place, oh, yeah. is shredding the electric guitar, and I'm like. It's just, it's so inspiring. She actually created the distortion sound. Like, she's credited with actually making the first ever rock and roll record. Yes. Like she's a pioneer. It's yes. even next level. Paving she's the a, way. She's an inventor. She's exactly. a creator. Right. And that's, I mean, a, a lot of us don't know that. Right. But I think now more of this knowledge is coming to the surface. And I think it just makes it easier for people who felt excluded in the past to be like, no, I have a place. Right. I have a place in this. Like, I can I can really do this if this is really what I want to do and like not feel like I don't belong. Right. Um and that's something I'm very very passionate about. That's why for me it's important to know the past, the present and celebrate the future. Like yeah. I'm always about that, you know, really trying to bring the generations together cuz it's really all just a celebration, yeah. you know, and and evolving the genre. 100%. You know, that's why when I hear music like yours and I love Young Blood, he's another yes. one. Um that's so important. Because you're taking greatness from the past, but bringing it into a whole new generation 100%. and celebrating and waving the flag. Like, that's where I get excited. Yeah. Like, that's where I need to be behind. 100%. Because you, know? you, can't, you can't truly reinvent something or truly create something that no one has ever heard before if you don't know exactly. what came before. Of course. So I feel like, it, specifically in music, you know, that's... I honestly feel like that's the only way to do it. It's like you got to do your homework, bro. You do. You really yeah. do. Yeah. I love that. I, I find that it's a grounding force as well to understand all the obstacles and hardships. You know, Joan Jett in, in The Runaways, you know, she was told to lose the guitar. She yeah. wasn't feminine enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. And she, we all know Joan Jett. Yeah. Rocks. Yes. Rocks. For real. One of a kind. Yeah. Coping mechanism, which is crazy to think about, is under 30 minutes. Yeah. 11 songs in under 30 minutes, but it packs in a lot. And it gets out a lot. It says a lot. Was it literally a coping mechanism for you? Like, I can only imagine the catharsis for you making this album. Oh, yeah. Um, We all know heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Let me just put it right there. Yeah. We all know heartbreak. And it's so interesting because... Heartbreak, when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, everyone writes love songs. Everyone, why is it always, oh, I love this person or they broke my heart or whatever, whatever. (laughs) We need to learn to write about stuff that actually matters. And now I'm older and I'm like, wow, I'm like, going through heartbreak and falling in love are two experiences that really show you who you are. Mm -hmm. 
And if you can look, if you can turn your sights inward, that's what maybe it's my fault is all about. Yeah. Is if you can turn your sights inward and stop projecting the other person like, oh, they did this and they did this and you hurt me. And oh, if it wasn't the fact that you did this, but turn it inward and be like, wow, like, what am I, what can I learn about myself from this? And how can I then move forward as a better person and not be blaming all the time? Because we love to blame. Yeah. Specifically when we're when when we're, we're in pain. When yeah. we're in pain and we feel like it's this person's fault, but it's like in every situation, it's two to tango. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's why I wanted maybe it's my fault to be the first song because I feel like it really encapsulated my first step on the journey of being like, I'm done blaming, but I also need to get this out. I love that. Like, I, I'm going to do both at the same time. Like, I'm going to try to be mature while also letting it all hang out and letting my anger take its course. But I'm going to I'm gonna try to do both at the same time, which is a, a, a dichotomy. But um, that's what I was trying to do. That's what I was trying to do. And that, and that first song is, like, taking us on that journey, you know, starting us out. I love that because, you know, we can't control a lot of things around us, but we can control how we react to things. So it's important that we are aware of how we react and we need to get it out, though. Because yeah. you do need to you experience need to, it. Otherwise, it's to. there and you it's going to... You can't hold it in. You can't hold it in. And that's what I feel like, in general, rock music is a huge um, catharsis, not only for heartbreak, but for injustice mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you know a social change seeing seeing what's happening in the world and being like yeah we need to make a change but i also just want to express how angry i am about mm-hmm. this and how mm-hmm. much it doesn't make sense yeah um so it's very human to try to do two opposite things at the same time in the same song now that this album is out and you're proud of it mm-hmm. and it's and it's resonating and it's it's taking on a life of its own how do you feel? How do you feel emotionally, mentally? Where where are you right now? I'm much happier than I was when I was recording the album. You know, as we know, when you're running away from things, you tend to try to drown it out. Mm-hmm. And even though the album was my coping mechanism, there was a lot of other unhealthy coping mechanisms going on during creating the album. And I'm so happy to say that those coping mechanisms have uh, gone on their way. Good. <laughs> so I feel... It's huge. Yeah, huge. I feel just much clearer. I feel like I have a more pure insight into what I really want to do next. And that's just become a better musician with every with every wow. musical choice that I make. That's incredible. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Do you know where you want to go go next? Are you taking a moment? Are you already <sighs> working on music? I've been I've been working on some things. You have been. I've been working on some things. And um I don't want to say anything right now. Okay. But it's definitely going to be a surprise. Awesome. <laughs> that's what I will say. That's what I will say. Okay. Um and yeah, I'm I'm just super grateful and trying to just sharpen my musicianship, like really, really like push my expectations of what I ever thought that I could do. Mm-hmm. And I used to get so stressed, like while during while making coping mechanism, but also before just 
in my in my younger years, LOL. I'm still yeah. I'm still a freaking baby in my in my eyes. But but um, you've you've been through a lot. You've experienced a lot. You've yeah, been working on this for a while. I have. Yeah. And and I used to stress so much about like oh like I need to be I need to be the best musician. I needed this and this and that. And that's always the path. And that's always the goal is to be the best I can be. But lately, I've been thinking to myself like, you know what? I want to be the best lover and observer oh. of great art. Because mm-hmm. when you truly open yourself to great art that is already existing, you soak that in and you and you and you become it. Yes. Being a student. Being a student. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, well, I need to and 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 if I don't, I'm I'm not gonna be good enough. I'm not gonna this right. and that. I'm not gonna earn whatever it is. But it's like, no, like be be the be the greatest lover and observer of this beauty. And that has taken me on a completely different path because sometimes when you're thinking in that egotistic state, when you hear something really good, you kind of go, oh, like, I could have done that. I should have done that. Why am I not? Why didn't I? You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that's never the place to be. So I'm I'm working on being a professional lover of music. I love that. I subscribe to that myself. I think that when you do let go of your ego a little bit, there's nothing more liberating. You Mm -hmm. can breathe. Because you take the importance and the pressure off yourself. Yeah. Because it's not all about you. It's where you are in this beautiful world. Yes. And if you actually stop and look around and learn, everything feels better and you'll be better because of it. It's the whole thing. Yes. It is, right? And I think so many musicians get caught up in that egotistic place. But it comes from wanting to be the best that we can. Yeah. But we get we get we get so bogged down. And yeah, I'm just learning how to let go of that. There's there's a line. There's a line in Am I allowed to curse? I mean it's everything, the song yeah, name. sure. Yeah. There's a there's a line in batshit that goes, um, murdering my ego with a hatchet. Yes, I love that line. And that it's very it's violent. Oh, but I know all about it. Yes. <laughs> but it's like that's sometimes what you really have to do. You do. You oh, know? I have chills. You are pretty impressive on many levels, but you had already had success by the age of nine or ten. You, yeah. you were like a, a global superstar. You were on tour with Justin Bieber. Shout out to Justin Bieber. <laughs> Love you, bro. <laughs> but you made a choice. And I can't believe that at the age of 10, you had this bravery and this sort of you're, you're an old soul. You had this knowledge. You're like, I need to take a step back here. And you gave yourself a timeout. I did. Like, tell me what was happening for you and how you found that clarity to know that you needed to take a step back. You know, uh, it was so interesting because my parents tried to give me a clue. My parents tried to give me a clue that it wasn't going to—I went to them and I was like, oh, I want to sing. And they were like, okay— and in their mind, you know, they do everything 150%. Mm-hmm. So, they're, so they're thinking to themselves, like, okay, you want to sing this, 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 that. They're getting everything in line. And then they're like, it's going to be a lot of work. Like, do you understand that? And I was like, as a kid, I was like, I just want to sing. Like, in my brain, I was like, singing can't be that crazy. Right. Oh, man. Was it crazy? <laughs> was it crazy? And I realized, I realized, I started expanding my musical repertoire. And I was like, 
I want to do, I want to make music that I want to make. Yes. And not saying that I didn't want to make that music because Whip My Hair is an ode to the self. It's an ode to being the greatest possible version of yourself and not letting anyone tell you that that's wrong. And that's a, I still, I still talk about that. That's still my, my everything. Um, But I just knew, I knew that I needed to figure out who I was as a musician. Yeah. And I knew that that wasn't going to happen while I was doing all this other stuff. And obviously that hurt me deeply. Um, I I didn't want to stop, but I knew I had to. I can't believe that you knew you had to, though. It really shows how courageous you were. I mean, that took a lot. Because I was a- like, if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, right. like if this is going to be my thing, I better do my thing. Yes. You know? And so in that time, I just, I I was listening to a whole bunch of other stuff. I, I actually, I stopped doing vocal lessons, which probably wasn't the best choice, but I needed to find my voice. Right. Because it was like. That's very symbolic, actually. You stopped taking vocal lessons because you actually had to find your inner voice. You know, like my real inner voice. And it might have been not technical and it might have, you know, had to be cleaned up later on in life. And I, you know, developed some things that I shouldn't have developed, but it got me to where I am now. And I always say, if I ever have kids and if they ever come to me and say I want to make music, I want to put together like. Not a course, but be like, okay, let's sit down. Let's watch Nina Simone. Let's watch Prince. Yes. Let's watch, you know, uh, let's watch all of these different let's people. Let's be students. Yes. And let's sit down and you tell me what do you like about these people? Right. Like, what do you, do you like how Elton John plays the piano? Do you like how this person plays the guitar? Do you want to like, or do you like how Yo-Yo Ma plays the cello? Like, <laughs> right. like what, like what is inspiring you? And let's go from there. I love that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And then and then we can try to figure out some other, you know, tours or whatever that's whatever. But we need to figure this out first. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, I had to do that for myself later. But it would have been so, so cool if that happened beforehand. Right. Um, so how did you do it? Like, how did you eventually find your voice? What was resonating with you? <sighs> Man, it was a lot of just listening. Mm-hmm. A lot of listening and my mom being like, listen to this, listen to this. I love Maybe that. that. I love that she has great taste. And yeah, like- yeah, super great taste. And um, oh, there's a there's a band called Goldfrap. Uh-huh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in my, like, in my, like, 11, 12, 13 era, like, Gold Frap, like, I was listening to Gold Frap heavy. And they're cool. kind of emo. They've got a weird, yeah. they've got a very interesting a sound. Indie too. Yeah, yeah, a little indie. Yeah, 100%. But, like, I was really digging on Gold Frap. I was really digging on Lenka. Um, yes. Really digging on Lenka, too. I also hear a lot of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah's and Karen O and totally, you as well. Totally, 100%. So, yeah. But, like, I was just digging on a lot of different weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And... That really inspired me to find my voice. And I didn't, I was singing a lot, but I wasn't putting it towards anything because I had been doing so much that I was like, do less. Yes. Like, do less and obvi- learn more. What you were saying, be a student. And, you know, that that took a couple years. And then, and then I came out with a song with SZA. I came out with an EP called Three. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a song with SZA on there, or maybe two. And that's when I was like, wow, like, I'm really finding my happiness in finding my own sound. And that was, that was the beginning of me coming back to, to <sighs> this world. 
So do you finally feel like you have found it and like oh, now yeah. you're on your way? Yeah, like I, I there's a difference between finding your voice from where to grow from, and then there's a difference between and then there's a difference of finding your voice that's going to be your voice. I always think your voice is evolving, yeah. but you need to get in touch with it first. That's right. Like if you're not in touch with it, you can't you can't hear how it's changing. You can't hear what it's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got in touch with my voice, and my voice has been teaching me and leading the way ever since. When did Willow Smith become Willow? Oh, <laughs> that's a question! Wow, my first album. That was that was definitely a rough one. That was a rough one. That was that was that was a rough one. My second album, I felt like yes, like I was like I'm 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 hitting these cellos. I'm hitting this uh, acoustic guitar. Like I'm I'm singing about real things. Like that was when I really felt like Willow Smith turned it was turning into Willow. And then when I did Willow, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was my third album. Mm-hmm. When I did Willow, that's when I was like like I've arrived yeah (laughs) and it's given a little bit of psychedelic rock it's given a little bit of like like trippy like it's given trippy almost like you're on shrooms it's almost like you're on shrooms on that album like I was listening back and I was like wow like I'm really giving you I'm on like a bird expansive harmonies and just creating that space um creating that space and that's always what I want to do I just want to create that space mm-hmm. in in every way that I can um but yeah willow I wish willow was my first album I know I know you have to go through things and you have to evolve but I wish willow was my first album if willow was my first album I'd be like Okay. Yeah, but you had to. You had, I had to go to. through the process. I had you to, had and a lot to. of people. And a lot of people say that they like the first, and a lot of, of people course. say that they like Artipithecus, which is great. I mean, wait a minute, it's off of Artipithecus, which is crazy. Um, Everyone's gonna like their own thing that resonates with them. One hundred you know, coping mechanism is my favorite. Yes, you know I me mean? too. For me, that's like wow. That yeah. is eye opening. What a beautiful! I hope you are so proud of it because yeah. it's very special. It's very standalone. What does success mean to you? Do you feel successful that you put I this do. album out? I do. I really, really do. And there have been moments where I've felt successful, where there where there wasn't lots of commercial success, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And when I really feel successful is when I feel like I have thoroughly pushed myself to that next level. Right. And coping mechanism is 100% represents to me leveling up. Yeah. And there's nothing more that I want as a person and as a musician than to level up, but to also in the process of leveling up, allow people to see in like inside of me Mm -hmm. and allow people to see we're all broken. We all have things that we need to think about and that we need to clean up inside of ourselves and that we need to express. And we all have the opportunity and the capability to become the the people that we really want to become. And I feel like that's all, like when I listen to my favorite artists, they make me feel like I can... I can truly be who I want to be. Yes. And a lot of people... I feel like that's one of the hardest things about life is feeling like, you know, lost or not knowing who you really are or not knowing. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. 
Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of unknowns in this world that are yes. just floating around and we're all just supposed to act like it's all okay. But art kind of brings you in and says, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And and brings you right, right to the heart and says, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And yeah. that is, that's what makes me feel successful. <sighs> You're such a spiritual person. I love that because so you. am I. Yeah. What is it that grounds you or drives you uh, or keeps you feeling positive and hopeful? Wow. Um, Keeps me feeling positive. I was just talking to my friends the other day about Frida Kahlo, and she had a terrible accident. And after that accident, she painted some of the most amazing paintings of her career. And even though that's tragic, knowing that the human spirit is capable of those kinds of feats yeah and those and that stre- that stretching herself like she i mean i can imagine that she was broken decimated emotionally physically you know but she still chose to pick up the paintbrush she still yeah. chose to pick up the paintbrush and make beautiful things right and that is what keeps me going Mm-hmm. Not just that, but stories like that. Right. Of amazing the artists. The human spirit. The human spirit of amazing artists, amazing people who don't stop mm-hmm. and who keep giving of themselves so that others can give of themselves. Yeah. And that is the biggest service. And it's it all comes down to service. Like her picking up that paintbrush and deciding to paint again is a huge service to humanity. Yes. And that's important to you, to use your platform and to, and to use your music for service. 100%. And I love that. That's really important. Yeah. And to have intention. Yes, 100%. If you don't have intention, what, what are you doing? What are we right. doing? Right, if we don't If we don't have any kind of, if we don't want to touch people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And surrounding ourselves with, with, with loved ones, people who yes, celebrate us. Yes. Your father made the most beautiful post recently, and it was about the, like, the daddy-daughter oh, bond is real. Yeah. I mean, that was the sweetest thing. How does he feel about your music? What is your relationship like now? Wow. He was really, like, spearheading. When I first started right. my music, he was really spearheading, like, the logistics of it all. And, you know, we've talked about it time and time again. He is a ruthless um, Mm go-getter. And that's one of his deepest strengths. Um, And also one of his downfalls. And we talked about this at length. And, you know, our daddy-daughter relationship, there was a strain put on it a little bit because I was trying to express to him at a time when he wasn't ready to hear it Mm -hmm. that this wasn't what I wanted to do. And that was hard for us, but after after some time goes on and you realize, like, wow, and you talk about it and you go, wow, you know, his dad was like a militant type person mm-hmm. who was just very like, no, you don't stop even if your feet are bleeding. You keep walking. You keep going. You keep so-and-so-and-so. And so that's a really beautiful trait to have because life is about resilience. Yes. Um, but sometimes life is about softness. And listening mm-hmm. and being like, let me see what's happening here. And I feel like he taught me resilience and I taught him that softness. That's beautiful. And we keep teaching each other that. And the reason why I tell that Frida Kahlo story, I don't feel like I would have, I don't feel like that would be my source of groundedness and my source of like stories like that, not just that story, but that whole feeling and that whole sentiment 
if I didn't have that experience with my dad. Right. And realizing how important, how important resilience is and how important sticking it through is and just and just sticking to your guns, mm-hmm. ten toes down, no matter what. And that's the biggest gift that he's given me, not only in life, but looking at it through a musical lens. It just makes me love it even more. Ugh, I love that. I mean, you had to step away from what he was creating for you so you can get to where you are now. Exactly. And now that this album is out, is he like, oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're Yo, right. He's so, he, he is just so, I mean, both of my parents. Yeah, both your mother parents, must be so proud. She was just telling me, she was like, yeah, I listened, to, I listened to Coping Mechanism so much when it came out, but now I'm listening to it again and it's taking on a whole new, um, new life for me. And I'm like, yes, like that's what I want for it to evolve, for it to change and. I'm very grateful to have parents who really see me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of kids don't feel seen by their parents, right. like who I really am, like past the music, past the like who I really am. Right. And that's the biggest, the biggest joy and the biggest gift beyond the music. And them loving my music and and expressing that to me is just icing on the cake of them being like, wow, like you're just a beautiful human being and seeing you express yourself like this just makes us all the more proud. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. But it like you said, takes two. Everyone has to do their part in it. Exactly. It's exactly. a lot of listening, learning, 100%. compassion, empathy. Yeah. It's, a, it's all the things. And like I'm so grateful that they didn't just let me quit mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, my God, this is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Like they didn't just let me quit. Like I had I had to I had to keep going until I was like old enough to be like, "Hey, now I need to sit you guys down and be for real, for real with you guys." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but white knuckling it and and staying on that path, I there's no better gift and no better practice. Because sometimes you sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do. Yes. Even when you're doing something you want to do. Right. Sometimes you're on the path to doing something you want to do and you have to do 10 things that you don't want to do. That's so true. I I will never look back at that time in my life and be like, I would take it back because I would never take it back. It all worked out. 100%. Actually. You actually needed that chapter to help create where you are now. Yes. So it, it all builds character and reference. Yes. So it's important to reflect. 100%. And appreciate so you can move forward. Yeah. I love that you're already working on new music. Is there anything else that you want to work on that you want to do that you want to achieve? Well, for one, if I can if I can um violently or calmly get rid of this ego one day, I definitely <laughs> would love to do that. <laughs> um, but I've always I'm an avid reader. I love reading and I love writing. Mm-hmm. Um and some of my favorite artists are authors. Um, and I have been working on a book for a while now, but I just want to keep writing. I just want to write short, I want to write short stories. I want to write series. I want to write, I want to write everything. I want to write shows, TV, book, mostly books, mostly novels, mostly novels. Cause I feel like they're just an extensive odyssey of someone's internal landscape, which I feel like is super, super cool. 
Um, but I just want to keep making art that makes people feel seen and makes people want to keep living with gusto. Yes, living with gusto. You know? Yes. In a sort of a, a dark world at times, I do think that innately the human spirit is bright. Yes. And we have to just keep reminding each other and celebrating yes. each other. To, as long as we all remember that, the world will be a better place. I completely agree. The yeah. human spirit is bright amongst the darkness and... We just need to keep, keep remembering that, just like you said. Yes. Ugh. Willow. God, Willow, I love you. I love you. Ah, yay! Deep cuts. Okay. It's just sort of like lightning round. Okay. You don't have to overthink it. Whatever whatever comes out, comes out. I'm overthinking it. (laughs) No. Name a song, album, or artist that changed your life. This isn't necessarily rock, but there's a band called Arc Iris. Okay. And they have a song called... They have a song called Trying to Get to Know Me that is really, really beautiful. There's also another song called Swipe Left. Um, It's not what you think, guys. (laughs) Um, It's actually a really beautiful song. Um, And they are one of the most eclectic, talented, out there group of musicians that I have ever heard. And... um, you should truly see now. Listen. I'm learning. I'm a student right now. Yeah, I'm listen as soon as we leave here. That's amazing. Yeah, you Thank should you. really, really listen. A R C space I R I S. Okay, Arc Iris. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Your first concert. It had to have been one Wicked of my Wisdom. dad's oh. concerts or one of my mom's concerts. Right. Um. Most likely, it was probably Wicked Wisdom. Um. Because you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It got into the DNA. I love that. Um, so yeah, good. most likely it was Wicked Wisdom. Okay, that's badass. A song you wish you wrote. There's a song called Teenager by Deftones. Oh, yes. That it, you wouldn't, if you listen to it, you wouldn't think to yourself like, oh, like, this is a Deftones song because it's so, it, it's, it's giving, it's giving like soft and it's mm-hmm. giving, it's giving emotion and it's giving, it's giving ballad, but like. Off ballad. Yes. Um, and yeah, I wish I wrote that song. I love that. I love Deftones. Yeah. I love that. What is your favorite movie? Hold on. Okay. Now I really need to think about this. My yeah, favorite movie. That's a tough one. Um, I love the movie Mr. Nobody. Oh, that's a good one. I love that's Mr. Nobody. One. Yeah. Um, parallel realities, um, multiverse, uh, one man's search for himself. <laughs> It's a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. Can you see yourself acting in films? I could. I could. I feel like I feel like I would get so stressed about like I need to really get into this character. Like I don't want to like not my mind going back to like, I need to de- I need to deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I feel like I would stress so much about it. But I could. I I, I think I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have to be this other. You person. You do. Yeah. Do you have a favorite meal or cuisine? <laughs> meal or cuisine? Let me see. Let me see. Um, wow. I've been really into vegan, like, loaded hot dogs recently. Oh, cool. Um, like the works. The works. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I don't, I'm just shouting out so many things right now, but the Grain Cafe uh, it's really good, and they're vegan-loaded hot dogs. Go oh, check good that to know. out. <laughs> Again, I'm learning so much. I love this. Um, not me just putting so many different things on right now. I love uh, it's, it's the best. It's honestly okay. great. What's your most prized possession? I wouldn't call it a possession because it's 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 not even mine. It's the universe gave it to me, but my voice. Oh, I love that. That's Beautiful. my most prized Beautiful. possession. 
Beautiful. Yeah. I am grateful for that as well. Yeah. And your T-shirt. And yeah, your, my, and, and your Hendrix t-shirt. crop top. Yeah, that's mine, that's mine also. Um, what is something your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Mm. I really got to think about this one because mm-hmm. I say so much in my music. They're like, girl, <laughs> we've heard <laughs> we it all already. Yeah. Um, wow. Something that my fans would be surprised to know about me. I struggle every day with feeling like I'm not good enough. And my music probably says that, but I feel like sometimes I'm so confident, like when I'm performing and when I'm, even when I'm saying these sad things, like I'm singing it so confidently Mm -hmm. that maybe it doesn't sink in that like, no, I'm being for real. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, every day I'm just like, dang, like, am I doing enough? Am I, am I talented enough? Am I smart enough? Am I saying the right thing? Am I... And it's a constant battle, mm-hmm. constant. Um, yeah, I think it's just being human. We all have that, but that's that's great for people to know that yeah. you feel that too. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty human. <laughs> yeah, it is human. It's being human. <laughs> if you can meet any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? <laughs> any celebrity, dead or alive, I'd want to meet. Albert Einstein, Such like a just good one. so, just mm-hmm. random, mm-hmm. you know, just like let me. I want to sit down with him and just ask him what he thinks about the universe, right? You know what I mean? Oh, also Stephen Hawking. Oh my God, another geniuses. Oh my goodness, I would love to sit with Stephen and be like, "Yo, you're the man." Yeah, and tell me what you think about things. Um, and can you save us? Yeah, and can you save, can us? You save us? I would also love to meet Nina Simone. Ugh. I want to jam with Nina Simone. Oof. Yes, that would be a dream. What is the most valuable advice you've been given? And who gave it to you? The most valuable advice or I've words been given. you live by. This may not be exactly the right answer to this, but I'm feeling called to say this. Um, there's a book called The Journey Home by Radhanath Swami, who is a monk. And when I read that book, changed my life forever. It's about his life and how he came to be a monk. And I've met him multiple times and expressed to him multiple times how grateful I am for his presence on this earth and everything that he's done for the uh, evolution of consciousness of the planet. Um, Please read this book. Yes. Please, please read this book. I will 100%. Yeah. What does rock and roll mean to you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Rock and roll to me means expressing yourself by any means necessary, being radically compassionate, Mm -hmm. being radically for the justice and the upliftment of the human heart, the human mind, and saying fuck you to anyone who says that that's wrong mm-hmm. um, and saying it really loud, preferably with a guitar. <laughs> um, and yes, that's oh, what I it means it. to me. Radically compassionate, mm-hmm. like done, like done. That's the phrase. Can we all be radically compassionate? 100%. There's nothing more beautiful than that. Willow, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I, I know you've been working at this your whole life, but I, in a way I feel like you're almost just beginning and scratching the Tell surface. Tell me about it. And I can't it. wait to see what you do next. Thank you for saying that. I'm serious. Because I feel like that too. Thank wow. you. Thank you, Willow. Ugh. 
I am such a fan of Willow. I truly love her new album, but even more importantly, she is just such a, a beautiful, gracious soul and role model, and I can't wait to see what she does next. It is now time for my sound advice. New music you need to know featured on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. First on my sound advice this week is a song that Willow and I talked about at length because it is my favorite song on her album, Coping Mechanism. I just love the driving guitar on this, coupled with her melodic vocals, and the video is great too, which features her friend Paris Jackson. Check out Willow's song, You're a Stranger. Next on my sound advice is the artist Let Down, who is actually a TikTok success story you do want to hear about. Chicago-based rocker Blake Coddington used the downtime during the pandemic to really hone his musical sound and started posting his music on TikTok. He was working at a job in Indiana at the time, which he hated, and his music started to take off, and now he's doing this full-time. He's touring Europe. Huge congrats to Let Down and his song that I have on repeat called Crying in the Shower. Up next is the latest from Gail. I was a huge supporter of Gail with her Grammy-nominated song, ABCDEFU, and now I'm doing the same with her latest song, which features gritty guitar and a punk-influenced drum beat that I'm loving. I just love how raw and vulnerable she gets on this one. Check out Gail's latest, Everybody Hates Me. Next on my sound advice is the latest from Story of the Year. They just put out their new album, Tear Me to Pieces, and this song is a go-to for my workouts. It's just such a really good pump-up song. This is one of the band's best albums to date, in my opinion. Check out Story of the Year's song, War. Also on this week's sound advice is the band The Luca State. These guys are from the UK, and I've been a big supporter from the beginning. Their new album, More Than This, just came out, and they recorded it at the Motor Museum in Liverpool, where both the 1975 and Bring Me the Horizon have recorded previously. This whole album is great, but take a listen to their title track, More Than This. That's my sound advice this week. You can find all these songs on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist, which is on every platform, and the link is in the show notes and on allisonhagendorf.com. Thank you so much, as always, for being part of the Allison Hagendorf Show. New episodes drop every Friday morning, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. The Women's History Month celebration in March continues next week, and if you missed my conversations with Joan Jett and Cheryl Crow, please go back and listen or watch whenever you get a moment. I'm telling you it's worth it. These women are just pure inspiration. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts and you can watch the show on Instagram and YouTube. I would love to hear from you. So please like, comment, rate, review, whatever you are feeling and reach out to me on socials at Allie Hagendorf. I would love to connect with you. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. And remember, you're a rock star. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.